Frank Wagner. I'm a state senator representing the city of Virginia Beach and part of Norfolk. And where are you at the moment? I am at the uh, hotel in Norfolk and just got done doing an online debate with the Washington Post. So what's your final message been then? Uh, we've got a little over a week to go to voters. What's your final message to them? Well, listen, there's only one candidate, Democrat or Republican, talking about what I believe is the biggest issue in Northern Virginia, and that's transportation. I'm the only candidate that's put forward a plan to fund transportation. Uh, clearly, as you can see, we obviously need it in the Northern Virginia area. I have been strong and adamant about it. I've carried legislation in the past, so it's not like he's just doing this to campaign on. I carried a bill to actually provide another $100 million to Northern Virginia transportation last session, got it out of the Senate only to die in the House. We have got to increase revenues in transportation. We don't have the money to do what needs to be done. If we don't do that, what you're going to see is more hot lanes, more $20, $30 tolls. Uh, what do they call them now? Lexus lanes where the, where, where the you know, the... The rich folks can, can get back and forth, and the rest of us have to sit on the highways. And I just don't think that's the way to go. And uh, uh, it's getting, you know, for a long time it's been a huge problem in northern Virginia. Now uh, with Metro in the shape that it's in and Virginia Rail Express pulling back their, their plans for expansion right now just due to lack of dollars. Uh, if we don't make this investment in Virginia or all over Virginia in transportation, we are not going to be able to grow the economy and diversify the economy the way every politician is talking about it. This can't be done. And I ask the question very simply, do we have a transportation system adequate for the economy of Virginia today? And I think most folks will say no. Well, how are you going to grow and, and diversify the economy in Virginia if we don't make a larger investment in transportation? I'm prepared to talk about it. I've campaigned on it. I feel very strongly about it. And I also feel very strongly about career technical education. We've gone down the road of SOLs standards of learning, and we did it at the expense of career technical education, yet every employer I've talked to, what's your biggest problem? I cannot find skilled technical help. And we're losing way too many kids uh, in school that are just not interested in the program. We need to open up career technical education. I propose what I call standards of achievement, another path for schools and school systems to get accreditation. Keep the SOLs, it's wonderful for college-bound, but create the standards of achievement so these the students that choose that have tests and criteria they have to meet, at least the industry credentials, that allow them to pursue a career. We have way too many kids graduating from college and are unemployable, and they're sitting on massive student debt. And, and we've got to resolve this problem both for the good of the student as well as the economy of Virginia. So and those are two substantial proposals that I'm proposing that no other candidate is talking about. The bill you were referring to on transportation, that was the gas tax floor. That's what we're talking about, the that, regional that gas tax floor. That was the gas yeah. tax floor this session. What I'm proposing in addition to the gas tax floors is returning back to a per gallon tax from a percentage tax, which is what we went to three years ago when we did our substantial transportation bill. I was the head negotiator for the Senate to ensure that. But that's insufficient dollars. We went through a scoring system. We had $9 billion worth of well-qualified projects all over Virginia. We had a billion dollars, and that's all we were able to fund. That gives you an idea of the extent of the problem here in Virginia. And it's all over. 81 is the economic artery for the entire western third of Virginia, and it's full of cholesterol. I mean, we have problems all over the state. I live down here in Hampton Roads. Our tunnels are just about internationally famous for the tie-ups and the traffic jams at them. We have these substantial problems, and we're going to choke our economy off. If we're not prepared to make these investments and move forward, we have to make these infrastructure investments and we have to make investments in broadband. We have to bring broadband to every corner of Virginia. You can't do commerce in the 21st century without having broadband. 
It's that essential. And, uh, I mean, you have sections in Northern Virginia that don't have broadband. And, uh, you know, this has got to, this needs to be corrected, and we need to come up with some innovative programs to run broadband all over Virginia. And uh, would you support a dedicated tax for Metro? No, you know, I just answered that question, a sales tax. What I propose is you, if, if to put the floor and that creates another $100 million, uh, a year, that bonds a, lot of, that bonds a lot of work. And if you, if you look at the, the uh, percentage, the, the tax that I'm talking about on, on fuels, 18% or nearly 18% of all transportation trust fund dollars go to mass transit. So that creates another pool of money, new money into mass transit. But I tell you what, I wouldn't support a dime more to Metro until they square away their organization and rewrite their labor agreement. Uh, that, you know, it, it, we're going to be throwing good money after bad unless, the, unless that organization is, is a new labor agreements come up with and that organization proves itself that it's running efficiently. Um, so far to date, I haven't seen any proof of that, nor does the federal government for that matter. They've had to step in also. I would propose that money as long as D.C. coughed up their share and Maryland coughed up their share. But let's face it, the federal government, the, the metro system exists to move federal government employees back and forth to work. They have a huge role to play in financing this also. So I'm prepared for the Virginia governor to, yes, come up with RN and support it, given that, that the labor agreement is rewritten and that the other players in the system, including the federal government, come to the table with their share of the money. Okay. Switching uh, a little bit here, polls suggest that Mr. Gillespie is in the lead. So how do you get your name out there, make sure voters are thinking about you going into these final days of the primary? Well, obviously, we're doing that. We're, 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 we're advertising through your radio and the radio systems we have. But, you know, the polls had Eric Kenner 30 points ahead of David Bratt, and we now call him Congressman Bratt. And the polls had in my neck of the woods, uh, uh, Randy Forbes, 12 points ahead of uh, uh, Congressman Scott Taylor. We call him Congressman Scott Taylor now. All the polls had Hillary Clinton win, and we call him President Trump now. You know, the polls, uh, when you poll, who do you poll? You poll people to pick up landmines. Who picks up landmines anymore? So, so polls are increasingly become less accurate, yet the media seems to live or die by the polls. It's not, that, it's not what I'm seeing on social media. It's not what we're seeing among our supporters, and it's certainly not what we're seeing as I move around the state. So, you know, polls are polls. Uh, we will continue to do what we're doing. We'll continue to bring that positive message of what I feel are real systemic changes to Virginia. And that's what's, that's what's moved me forward so rapidly. And it's interesting that Ed Gillespie won't show up anywhere. Ever since the debate we had in Liberty University, we went toe-to-toe, and it clearly looked like he didn't know what was going on. And I destroyed both candidates in the debate. Not that I was after the storm. It's just that, you know, experience matters. Being in General Assembly for 25 years and knowing what's going on in Richmond matters. And knowing what the issues are and knowing how to address them matters. It matters a lot if you're going to hit the ground running. Just like we had that discussion on Metro, I sat through several meetings. I chair the Transportation Subcommittee, the Finance Committee in the Senate of Virginia. I'm intimately familiar with both the problems with WMATA as well as the problems with VRE and, and, the, and the funding problems that both, both of those face. But again, we have management. We have management and labor agreements that that are just unworkable right now, and, and we're basically throwing taxpayer money, good money after bad, until we fix those, fix the underlying problems, and then let's come to grips with how we're going to fund what needs to be done. Does having President Trump in office help or hurt, or does it matter at all in this primary and then going into the general election? You know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, 
he's he, he's his own person. I'm my own person. This is this is uh, uh, I'm running here in Virginia. And I'm running on issues that I that I know to be important. That the response from from folks has been extremely positive. Um, you know, initially I was John Kasich's co-chair. Uh, when it became clear John wasn't going to win, and the Trump campaign called me, I said I'd be delighted to be co-chair on the Trump campaign because I'm a Republican. And I'm a proud Republican, and 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 uh, you know some of the things that that I saw going on in the shift in government that I saw under the Obama administration, uh, quite frankly, concerned me for the future of America. And uh, uh, was he my first choice? No, but you know when I asked to do that, I said absolutely. And I think you know in foreign policy, I think he's done a good job. He's done a really good job, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, what's he been in office now? Four or five months now, you know. Give the man some move for it, and let's hope that Congress uh, uh, can move forward on their initiatives because health care has got to get fixed. It was clearly headed in the wrong direction. We know it was going to You know, we know Obamacare wasn't going to work. Everybody understands that. Everybody sees what's going on now. It's up to the Republicans to come up with a plan that's going to work, but that very, very much impacts what we do here in Virginia, given, given the importance of the Medicaid program uh, throughout Virginia. We talked about the, your transportation taxes. You know, you're running in a Republican race where the other two candidates have talked about slashing taxes somehow with cutting budget lines and things like that. How do you explain or compare and contrast those three very different plans in this uh, Republican race? Well, look, they, they've done what so many politicians have done. Oh, I'm going to cut taxes and I'm going to spend more money on these programs. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, and look, I went to the Naval Academy and, and honesty was drilled into me. Honesty was drilled into me. And then I was a Navy diver. You were honest or people died. It was just that easy. There was no margin for error in what we did in Navy diving. You know, I, all I can know how to do is be honest with people and tell them what I believe we're going to need to turn this economy around. And clearly, transportation and a bigger investment in transportation got to happen. The vast majority of everybody I've talked to agrees with me. And the second part of that is we got all kinds of very high-paying jobs available in Virginia, just nobody trained to fill them. So do you blame the job creators? I don't. Let's take a look at our education system and ask ourselves, what are we doing wrong? And, and, and the response I've gotten and the feedback I've gotten on career technical education and making what I call it a standards of achievement has been so well received in every corner of Virginia. And you know those messages are sinking in. So going back to your question, what are you, what are you worried about the polls? I'm not worried about the polls. You so know, I, you know, you're worried about Donald Trump. I'm not worried about Donald Trump. I'm worried about Frank Wagner, and I'm worried about Bacon, Virginia a better place to live, and a more vibrant economy. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about these esoteric things. Because in the final analysis, every voter is a shareholder of Virginia. And what that voter is going to do, you're hiring somebody to run Virginia. Leave all the rhetoric, leave all the Donald Trump or this or that or Hillary Clinton, leave it all by the wayside. You're hiring somebody to run Virginia. That's all this is about. So if you want somebody that's going to be focused on transportation, He's going to be focused on transportation and, and, and opening up opportunities where we know the jobs are available. If those things are important to you, if cap and college co-op cost is important to you and letting, telling colleges to figure out how to make it with the money you got, just like you and I do every day in our lives, if any of those issues are important to you, then I'm your guy. And if being honest with the voters is important to you, you just want somebody to be honest with you and tell you like it is, I'm your guy. That's the way I've always been. And I tell you, it served me very well in politics. I've had the honor and privilege of serving the citizens of Virginia Beach for 25 years now. And I've been as straightforward with them as I'm being as straightforward with you. 
And you know, we don't always agree, but they appreciate the honesty and they appreciate the straightforwardness. And that's why I win by 10, 10, 15 percentage points in the district that Barack Obama won both times. Are you confident you're going to win on June 13th? I'm as confident as I can be. Absolutely. All right. I think that was it, unless there was anything else that, you know, you feel like isn't getting attention that you think voters should know about. No, I mean, you know, uh, uh, what I ask voters to do is look at the three resumes. You have Corey Stewart, an attorney, you know, and chairman of the Board of Supervisors of Prince William County. You have Ed Gillespie, a lobbyist extraordinaire, you know, made millions of dollars influencing things in Washington, D.C., and that's fine. Or you got somebody that's owned and operated ship repair companies, started one from scratch, built it up to 100 people. Another bought another one of 25, built it to 140 employees, worn a hard hat all his life, worked around ship fitters, pipe fitters, welders, machines, the people that do what I can't do. I have the deepest respect and admiration for those people, and that drives my policy. If any of those things are important to you, plus I actually have experience in Richmond, you only have four years as the governor. You better know what's going on, and you better be ready to hit the ground running. If any of those things are important to you, and I guess for talking up here to your radio station, I grew up in Arlington County. I'm a graduate of Washington High School. It's not like I don't know my way around Northern Virginia. That's where I grew up. My brother still lives there. I still have family, both in Prince William and in Fairfax County. So I know the area. I know the region. I understand the issues, and I've, I've got feedback on it. So if any of those issues are important to people, they need to go out and vote for Frank Wagner on June 13th.